You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and MERPS. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Zabukta. This is MERPS. Hello. Uh, okay, let's talk about the expansion. We have some cards. Remember? Oh my god, do we have some cards. This is Sunken City. We are talking about this is the new expansion. Remember, we do not have the core set yet. The core set determines a lot. So We also do not have the rotation yet. The rotation determines a ton. Yeah. We still have a lot to go in terms of understanding what the meta is going to be like. Uh, there's also so- certain assumptions that you may make or may not make. For example, the epic bug. Does it stay? Oh Does it go? Uh, that will determine a hell of a lot. But... Yeah. Cards have come out, so we're going to talk about some things that, uh, you know, themes and everything. If you're looking for, like, oh, scores or tier lists or whatever, that's not going to happen for this podcast. It never happens during this podcast. That'll be, you know, the big tier list score reveal. Which but- will be on April 10th. Okay. It will be on April 10th because the expansion is being released April 12th, right? Am I, am I remembering this right? I, I I don't remember, so... Alright, chat. Help us out, Twitch chat. I think that is the release schedule, because it's a week later than it normally is, and it normally would have been released April 5th. So I think April 12th is the date they're going to release it, which means our actual whole tier list thing... And it's going to be that same file online that you guys had last time. You can click to any of our previous uh, uh, card preview streams, um, and, and it'll link to that. And we'll, we'll send it out again in Twitch chat and put it in the new one as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so the 10th is going to be the day that we do a live on Sunday. Uh, and that means of the 11th, it will be when it, it'll be available online. All right. We've seen some cards this week. Let's talk about some of the really <clears throat> arena impactful ones uh, you can pick yeah, the first like, one. Yeah, like, I don't want to give it all away uh, because we, we've seen a lot of these cards and there's more cards away. I kind of want to talk about this more, not, like, specific. I mean, we can't avoid specifically talking about specific cards because, one, everyone's talking about them. Two, they're totally ridiculous. And three, uh, you know, that's just how you talk about cards. Hard to talk about cards without talking about cards. But I want to talk about it in as philosophical and game designy of a way as possible rather than just... Is this broken? Yes, it's broken. Or, no, you know, like, whatever, right? Um, so, and I, and I want to, like, not talk about every ridiculous card that comes out. So I want to focus uh, on on the, the neutrals that have come out because those are gener- going to generate a lot of discussions and those are going to be big. So there's two sets of neutrals that, I mean, two basically, uh, two neutral cards slash sets of cards that are coming that have been revealed between last week's uh episode and this week that we need to talk about because they're gonna have a huge impact on the arena one is the divers the divers uh use a dormant mechanic uh which you may remember uh dormant one this time rather than dormant two and they are all uh common um the other card is a epic neutral. Oh, I forget the name. What was the name of that one? The one I just showed you? Yeah. School teacher. 
School teacher, there we go. Um, and that one is an epic neutral. And that one, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll see afterwards. So let's focus on the diver first. So if you guys remember, uh, Dormant was a mechanic in Ashes of Outlands. Um, and it basically puts a card on the board and no one can interact with it. And it pops up two turns later. So it's Dormant for two turns. So... Vile Fiend was the only non-legendary neutral card that used this mechanic in that set. And it was a 2-mana, 3-5 rush. And it was super, super, super good. We were wrong about it. We thought it was just going to be like minorly good, not even like really good. And it was like super good. The win rates on Vile Fiend, and I disagree with the win rates on Vile Fiend to that extent, but the win rates on Vile Fiend would put it among the best card, best neutral cards ever released in Arena. Like not quite Twin Tyrant levels, but, but, but really, really, really freaking close. And it just dominated the meta whenever, uh, whenever it, it, uh, whenever it came in. And this was true, not just in the first meta it came in, but every time Ashes of Outlands uh, came back. And Ashes of Outlands stayed in the meta for like, I don't know, three or four metas, because uh, that was still during the standard rotation time. Um, so, that is Dormant. And it is back now. We haven't seen it really since then. And I had actually made this comment, I think, one or two Lightforges ago, about how I wanted to see Dormant back, because Dormant was a cool mechanic, and hopefully it won't be overpowered when it came back. Well, Dormant is back. Um, and I think it's safe to say that it is going to be quite good. Uh, I'm going to read out the three Dormant cards that have been revealed that are neutral commons, and then we can talk about it. So the first one is Pelican Diver. One mana for one beast, dormant for one turn, rush. That means you play it, and on the next turn, you can use it to rush something for 4-1, uh, as a 4-1 rush. The next diver is Slime Scale Diver. Three mana, two, four, Murloc. Dormant for one turn, rush, poisonous. So it's like a 2-4 poisonous that on the next turn gets rush and the turn you play it, you can't do anything with it, but no, no one can remove it either. And finally, you have Gangplank Diver, which is a 5-mana, 6-4 Pirate. Dormant for one turn. Rush, immune while attacking. Which means you can play it on 5, and then on 6, you get a 6-4 Rusher that does not get hurt. Uh, and, and, you know, if, if it lives another turn, it'll keep being immune while attacking. So those are your, your divers that are coming in with this meta, and they are reviving the dormant mechanic. Remember, Vile Fiend was dormant 2. These are dormant 1. And uh, in fact, the other dormant cards that exist in Ashes of Outlands were all class cards, uh, and were legendary, they're all dormant 2 as well. Alright, so, uh, dormant 1, just, just to be clear, what that means is you get it on the next turn. Uh, and uh, because it has Rush, all that is taken away from you is the fact that you can't go face. Uh, and yes. in exchange for that, you have the minion be protected. Because uh, typically there is summoning sickness, you can't attack for the, for the next turn, and for most minions, it is vulnerable to your opponents doing something with it. Understandably, you know, there are some enemies with or some minions with stealth there's some that have special effects that uh limit the interactability with it 
But this is very, very safe. Uh, there's just not much your opponent can do to deny it. Like, if you look at the three drop, for example, I think a comparison that you might make is Wasp. And Wasp has, like, uh, stealth to help protect it as well. But, of course, if they consecrate, if they do even, like, arcane missiles, uh, it's got a chance to kill it. So that's not reliable. But, as a benefit to Rush, you can go face the next turn. No, the real benefit of Wasp is uh, you don't have to use it the next turn. You don't have to use it the next turn. Um, and uh, a big benefit <clears throat> is, I mean, not a big one, but, for example, if Skullmance was in and there were additional ways to rush it, for example, with Bloom, oh, yeah. uh, you could use it on that turn. Depending on what cards are in, what class you are, etc., etc. For example, if lackeys are in and you have rush lackeys, that might make a difference, right? Uh, you mm -hmm. might really want to use it on that turn. But overall, the safety is so good. Uh, not having ways for your opponent to interact with it. And then when you pair it with something like a mute while attacking, oh man, that is quite good. Yep. Um, I think that is a, a really excellent way to look at it, is uh, that it is basically like stealth for one turn. Yeah. It is a better version of stealth for one turn, except in very minor circumstances. Um, yeah, but usually, uh, if you compare stealth and stealth in one turn, stealth is not that much better than stealth in one turn. Because for the most part, you want to actually use your minions after as soon as you can. So, although stealth is technically forever, you will, I don't know, 85% of the time, just use the minion on the turn that it can attack anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, that's a good way to think about these dormant minions. Rather than uh, trying to do this weird process of, like, what does dormant mean? One turn. How does that compare to a Vile Fiend for two turns? Like, yes, it's using the same language of dormant for X turns plus a rush. But viewing it in the lens of Wasp or Panther or Worgen Infiltrator as a stealth, that is that is uh, a good thing. And Panther is still in the game, and it is Yeti level these days. Worgen is still in the game, and it is Yeti level. Those are totally normal, neutral cards. And if you look at these, they're clearly better, right? Pelican Diver is a 1-mana 4-1 rather than a 1-mana 2-1. So if a 1-mana 2-1 is perfectly fine, a 1-mana 4-1 is pretty good. Um... Wasp is a 3-mana 2-2 two, two, uh, that, you know, has a, a little bit better than, uh, uh, that, that has stealth. Um, and this is a 3-mana 2-4. Uh, again, this is a little bit worse than having permanent stealth, but not by enough that you would normally give it, like, an extra stat or anything. Like, however much this is not as good as permanent stealth, it's not worth as much as one stat point. And in many ways, it may be worse than having permanent stealth because, as Merp said, there's, there's ways to get through stealth uh, to, to remove uh, stealth. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, you have a, uh, a car that is significantly better than Worgen Infiltrator. You have a car that is better than a Wasp. <laughs> but once again, Wasp is not amazing these days. It's good. No. It's, it's good, but it's not an Wasp, amazing Wasp these days is barely better than a Yeti. Yeah, uh, it's it's fine. Wasp is fine, um, and, and of course, part of it is the fact that you know there is AOE uh, sometimes, or like Primordial Drake is a fairly common card because of the Epic Bug and also the Dragon Discoverers. So you know th that's a consideration there. But I will say, for example, um, for people looking at 
the three drop i don't think anybody's really worried about the one drop if they're looking at the three drop and a little bit worried i would say i wouldn't be worried about it because a better wasp is not that problematic um like if wasp is absolutely fine right now then a better wasp should be okay especially when things are just more in flux right when the meta is more solid when it's more you know when you have more sort of boulder fist ogre kind of things getting a wasp out there is pretty good like uh but when you have stuff with death rattles when you have weird removals when you have swings wasp just doesn't do that much so i wouldn't be too worried about the three drop it's really the five drop that is uh oof i mean don't 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 get me wrong the three drop is still really good it's good it's still a top tier uh uh neutral like this is like night captain levels i think at least uh for for the three drop i don't think we should like sleep on it but it's not potentially uh, like i see a lot of calls just everywhere. As soon as this came out, I was doing a stream. People were like, did you see the divers? I'm like, no. Okay, I'll go look at it. And everyone's like, you should ban these before they even come in the arena. And I, I, I don't think we're actually... Go- like, the three and the one are almost certainly not going to rise to the level where they would be banned on the level of any other cards that have been banned so far. Yep. Like, I don't think so. Oh so no! I, talk I, would about never, the... I would never ban the uh, the three drop. Yeah, thing. yeah, I know. I mean, you think it's even less good from what it sounds like than, than oh, what yeah. I think. Like, I still think the three drop is going to be very, very good. Um, like, not just good, but like almost brokenly good. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yep. But, but not in a way that is is obviously brokenly good. Um, whereas Gangplank Diver here, five mana, six four pirate dormant for one turn rush, immune while attacking. Why does it have a tag? That just makes it easier to have synergies to discover it. Oh man, like the giving something a tag because you can discover. You know, there's always ways to discover something with a tag. Oh god, that's so annoying. It's common. You're gonna draft it quite a lot. Um, so what we see with like Night Captain right now uh, is like what we're going to see with the diver in terms of it is a common neutral but holy yeah this is gonna be better than night captain definitely for sure not even like in i'm 100 percent confident this will be better than night captain yep (laughs) like without doing any you guys know me i normally like do a little bit of math if i had an algorithm i plug in the algorithm i don't need any of that to tell you that this is better than night captain so the thing that really bugs me about this as well is it's a persistent effect. Yes. It's just, it, it, for example, with ramming mount, like yes. one of the ramming problems, mount exactly. Yeah, like one of the problems I have with ramming mount, I'm like, why does it? Why does this ability persist turn after turn? Like, just give it that initial divine shield, right? Give it an initial divine shield. I'm okay with that. And then have it disappear. Just ha- like play fair after that. But this is just like Ramming Mount in that it continues to play unfair. I don't know how much removal there will be. Uh, w- n- nobody knows. If-, if somebody tells you that they know, then I they're working internally at Blizzard or they're just BSing. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, if 
this card is not problematic, that means the meta is probably problematic. <laughs> like, mm, if nobody This card cares, is problematic. Yeah, I don't care what the meta is. I don't care if there are removals everywhere. This well, no, card no, is still it, problematic. It, basically, it's like, if this card isn't problematic, that means, like, something is really wrong with the game, right? Like, you're, you're complaining about the game in so many ways if this is not problematic. So... What, what it really comes down to is uh, this card, like, just think of the ways that you can play around it. And it's just, what? Uh, Don't play minions? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I was like, what do you mean? I'm really curious what you're going to say, because don't, I'm going to argue against anything just, you say. And you said, don't play minions. minions, and I'm like, yes, okay, fine. Okay, so, <laughs> just don't play minions, as in, like, But you, you can't play removals anyway, because they yeah. don't probably don't have anything, because they just played a five-mana dormant card. Okay, so look, don't play minions, uh, and then lure your opponent into a giant premium AoE that you have in hand. That's the play. Uh, and, and then, of course, because you passed, they probably will get some damage to your face. Survive that, too. So um, you got to do that. And then th if the thought is just like, oh, just play some small things so they don't get extra value... I don't, yeah, just, just have these specific things in your hand, then just have the specific follow-ups. That's not what Arena is about. It just really isn't. And this is why Ramming Mount had to be banned. Uh, it mm -hmm. was super toxic, problematic. You don't really choose what you have in your deck. You don't really choose what you have in your hand. Yeah, you can always hold back removal, so that when you face Hunter, you're like, I'm prepared for ramming mount, and then you'll lose. You will lose more often by always holding a removal in your hand. But then, if you use it, and then they ramming mount, that feels terrible, right? You're like, well, I should have saved it, but no, you, you couldn't really save it. You had to play the percentages, you had to use a removal in your hand to get onto the board, get some tempo, try to just, just play the percentages there, and if they have the ramming mount, they have the ramming mount. Here, you do see it pop up, you can't even kill it the first turn. I can't mm -hmm. believe that this was the dormant... Like, just just do a 5-mana 6-4 that has that ability and let people interact with it for a turn. Uh, that's fine. Although, I understand. That's not 2022 power levels anymore. You know, you're putting out a vulnerable 6-4 uh, for 5-mana. I, I, I understand why, like blizzard wouldn't want to do that but you do this and it it is like potentially arena ruining levels of overpowered okay so one it's definitely arena ruining levels of overpowered two you're focusing so much on this persistent immune while attacking and this would be a op card that needs to be removed from arena or it will destroy all of arena even if that was one turn only so, setting aside the whole ramming mount thing, which I totally agree with you on. I'm going to caveat it a little, but, like, yes, that is going to be a huge problem. Um, the game is pretty much already lost before this guy gets a second attack. Uh, and if you're... If I'm putting my blizzard hat on and I'm saying, why is this... Uh, why is ramming mount not okay, but this could potentially be okay? This is five mana. It comes out on turn six at earliest. Um, and it only has four health. Ramming mount 
adds health onto an existing minion on turn three. So relative to how, what it would take to remove it, it is much harder to remove something that gets successfully ramming mounted compared to something that gets gangplank divered. Okay, that, that, that is a, quite a significant difference, I think, and I don't want to like totally like gloss over that. But before we even get to the ramming mount discussion on why ramming mount was, ba uh, was, um, was banned, and, and rightly so, um, we called it out from the very beginning that Ramy Mount needs to be banned. Uh, Murps called it out as being so ridiculously overpowered it ruins every single game from the immediate start. And I was like, okay, it may not be like that ridiculous, but but I was wrong. Um, the uh, this is not going to get to the Ramy Mount problem that often. It will win the game before that because what it's doing is you guys. You, we were actually playing with this card right now. The the dragon kit i forget the name it's the the five three rushing dragon uh with the divine shield right it's six mana evasive worm evasive worm there we go oh these dragons are a similar name so yeah evasive worm six mana five three rush this is five mana it's delayed for a turn usually here's the quick and dirty way to do uh math on on dormant this is not how i do the math but uh, it works most of the time to come out to a similar enough number and that's just you add one mana for each turn that it gets delayed so uh this will be the equivalent of a six mana six four rush immune while attacking which is the same as the divine shield so it got a plus one plus one before the ramming mount ability and that one plus one plus one is super important too because that plus one plus one puts it on curve most of the time on turn six. Whereas evasive is not on curve on six. You have to have a previous drop to be able to run it into. This one has much more flexibility by getting that one extra attack. Like it's actually a very key attack on those curve turns. So evasive worm is really good. Like really, really, really good. I think when it first came out, we rated it even like like a, a couple of points, basically the same as Twin Tyrant, but like a couple of points actually higher than Twin Tyrant. And I'm not sure if by the end uh, in the Lightforge podcast algorithm, Twin Tyrant ever fully got over Evasive Worm. I think it probably did, uh, but it, it may not have just by the algorithm score. That's how good Evasive Worm is. And this card is a plus one plus one power creep, and even more than that. Uh, I'm just you know, doing very rough approximates here. Better than Evasive Worm. Now, it's not a dragon, um, but plus one, plus one. And these are, at least the attack is a uh, initiative plus one. It's not even just a normal plus one stat. It's a plus one stat with initiative, which is worth, uh, you know, almost double what a plus one stat without initiative is worth. Uh, and, and you see the problem here. This is where you get a card that is definitely going to be rated in the range that it should be banned. I don't know if this is an S tier card, but I strongly suspect that it is. I've not done the math on this yet. Um, and, and remember, I'm looking at this without even looking at that whole ramming mount problem. And even without the ramming mount problem, it's definitely an A tier card at least, if not an A plus tier card. Then you add the ramming mount problem on top of that, I think this is going to be an S tier card. And what happens when we rate a card S tier, or even A plus tier in, in neutral, or even like a mid A tier, uh, 
if it's A plus tier or above, everything we've rated has been banned by Blizzard because it's just been so ridiculous. If it's a middling A tier, like where we don't say, oh, this is actually a low A, uh, we, we, we say it's like a mid A or, or a high A, but not quite A plus, um, that would be like Scorpid, where it's ruined the arena meta, but like it didn't actually get banned because Blizzard hasn't actually like gotten around to banning it. Like I stuff think like spammy is like A tier. Scorpid is also fun for people. So, mm, like. Fair. Okay, if, if you look at one of the major differences between something like Scorpid and something like Watchpost, you know, this goes into how people internalize these things. Scorpid will, like, if they see Scorpid on the other side, how often do you think the person blames the Scorpid versus the huge, uh, let's say, cycle of hatred that... Uh, De the demon hunter played right no, even if fair. it was discovered off of it i think a lot of the times uh, and even though it says created by venom and scorpid they'll be like <laughs> oh cycle of hatred is so busted and, and i agree right it's it's like you know you can't have one without the other if there wasn't cycle of hatred then scorpid can't generate or or whatnot but I, yeah like scorpid doesn't get so much of the blame because of it and also people just kind of like playing scorpid they're like oh this is fun when i do it uh, and watch post. Yeah, I don't know how much fun people. I mean, maybe some weird sadistic people uh, have fun playing watch. The spawn post. campers. Yeah, yeah, it's the spawn campers, right? It's it's the people who spawn camp. It's the people who cheese. It's the people in Goldeneye that love proximity oh. mines like oh, during the spawn and then they like chuckle to themselves whenever somebody spawns and the proximity mine goes off uh it's those sorts of people right but typically people are just like okay well that you know that that didn't feel as fun for myself and then when they're on the other side of watch mm -hmm. post it feels so bad right it feels mm -hmm. even worse so it, it th there's a difference between stuff that is scored high and then how yeah. people perceive it yeah this is not a fun card you won't have fun playing with it you will definitely not have fun playing against it. Uh, but you're, you're right. So not only is this probably an S-tier card, even if it wasn't an S-tier card, it would be in the not fun, needs to be banned, and overpowered uh, card. Like, there was... I, I just love Night Captain and the community response, which, uh, I mean, we we kind of announced it on the Lightforge podcast before uh, the... Uh, the, the um, uh, the expansion was released, but we didn't really join the discussion online on it one way or the other. And by the time that we like put out like you know our stance on whether it should be banned or not, now that we played with the card, which is no, it shouldn't be banned. The opinion had already kind of been, been formed, which is that for the most part, the majority, if not the super majority, of arena players. Uh, the top arena players and of just people who are really into the arena and would go on the sub subreddit are like, no, we can keep Night Captain. That is good. And we have always called Night Captain the line, like the right below the line. You cannot make another card better than this or else we would kind of, we would want to ban it. Even if it's like our A tier for uh, arena is the, you really should ban this card. Like for game design purposes, even the low A's. But by solid A, we're like, this is having very significant problems and like, you know, we're past the you should into the you you need to. And by the time it gets to A+, it's like, what are you doing? Like, this is like, Arena is unplayable at that point, right? So that's why, and, and Blizzard agrees with us when we get to any A plus level or above and they ban all those cards for neutral commons. Um, 
uh, and even for even for epics. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's any epics that actually got there, <laughs> but uh, at least for neutral commons that have gotten there, uh, it's it's been uh, it's been banned. Um, here, this is going to go there. This is easily going to go into that territory without a doubt. So, for the people who are calling pre-banning the divers, you should draw a very clear line between Gangplank Diver and the other divers. Because Slime Scale Diver may be very terrible for you, and you know what? It could be an A-rated card. But if it is an A-rated card, it would be a low A-rated card. And I think it's probably a B-plus level card, and Murph may even think it's a B-level card. I don't know. Um, but it's not going to be anywhere near that level of ridiculousness that Gangplank Diver is. And frankly, roughly the same effect as what we've seen in Wasp, right? Like, and it's a better Wasp that's not game-ruining. Whereas Gangplank Diver, it, it follows a formula. One, of just a really beefed-up card that is already top of the neutral line. Like, Evasive Worm, even though it came out from a set two years, more than two years ago, it still holds up super well as a top-tier neutral. Like, it, it, it hasn't changed. Um, and we're going to power creep that by plus one, plus one, more than plus one, plus one, because it has initiative. That's crazy. And then we're going to add Ramming Mount on top of that? Like, that's absurdly insane. Like, Gangplank Diver's level and these other levels are not the same. So, please do not draw equivalents among these divers for arena purposes. I think you weaken your, your own position of needing to ban stuff. Because one thing that Blizzard keeps saying is we don't want to ban a whole ton of cards, and we don't want to ban cards that people find fun. Well, this is a card that no one will find fun and is way more powerful than the other divers. Let's not lump the other divers in with it. In fact, I really don't mind Pelican Diver. I think it actually is a very well-designed card, honestly. Look, Pelican, Pelican Diver is not even, like, great. It's just, it's just like, good-ish. Yeah. You know? It's, it's just it, good. Um, it's a delayed four damage. Like, right yeah. now, you can get a class card, like, uh, Holy Smite, that's, like, one mana, three damage uh, on that turn. So you delay a one turn... And you get one more damage. That's not, like, powerful at all. You're just giving a neutral, weirdly delayed, kind of like Holy Smite. Like, is Holy Smite a really good card? Yes, it's a really good card. But is it, like, a card that needs to be banned or even super complained about? Not really. Like, I don't see anyone running around being like, Oh my god, Priest is so absurd. They have Holy Smite? And, like, never. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be that problematic. Uh, you know, just to spoil it right now, from from where I am sitting, uh, and, and I don't know, these scores could change in my personal opinion. And of course, this does not reflect the GOAT score, because mm -hmm. Adult always has something to say about that, whether he thinks it's higher or lower. Uh, but to me personally, like the three-drop uh, dormant, the, the rush murloc poison thing, for me, it's like a BB plus, you know, like it's it's there. So it's basilisk level. It's like night captain ish level. Um, it's like, well, night captain is better than basilisk, but it's like around there. You know, I'm trying to like put in sort of like the the context of where I see that. Uh, yeah, and for me, the I, five I think I agree with you. Yeah, and for me, the five drop diver is S. It's it's easily S. 
Uh, I, I don't see it as even an A-plus card. I see it as mm-hmm. S. It just boxes you in way too hard. It's so freaking good. And they, once again, um, you can't kill it when it comes out. You cannot <clears throat> play minions or try to play small minions. It's still going to get value. Cars that box you in hard... Uh, have always been pretty freaking powerful. I mean, look at something like Super Collider, right? Um, if, if the answer to Super Collider is like, oh, just play one minion, uh, well, no, you, you can't do that. And then if you do that, well, that's very easy, right? Uh, th- then it's easily taken care of one way or another. So I'm yeah. very worried about this card. The fact that it is a common as well means there is no hiding from it. Mm-hmm. you will see it everywhere even There's if no they fix the bug it. even if they don't fix the bug right well actually if they fix the epic bug you see it even more <laughs> you see it even so, more <laughs> uh, and it's also not a good thing like you shouldn't hope for the epic bug because the epic bug epic cards historically and continue to be very good but also uh, very niche typically um, especially like class epics they, they tend to be a little bit weird yeah. So you don't want that niche cards too much, like uh, too high of an occurrence of niche cards is not good. Look at BGH. BGH is a great example. Is BGH on average a super duper premium card? No, it's no. not. Uh, it you know it's been better for the the previous few metas than it was like at the beginning of the game. Like you know you you weren't hitting a Boulderfist ogre right, but at the same time now the reason people hate it is because it's everywhere and the swing is huge. So you play your evasive Draconid and it gets BGH. That feels terrible. Uh, you play like a troll centurion and let's say you even get a small amount of value from the troll centurion, but then the eight six body gets bgh that feels terrible so uh you don't want that to happen and you want the epic bug to disappear and you want the five drop diver to be banned and it's important that we as a community communicate why this card needs to be banned while at the same time communicating why a lot of these cards such as night captain are fine you might not love it you might get frustrated that you lose to it but if the night captain is fine then the one and the three drop divers should be fine as mm-hmm. well yep 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 I think this is very important because we're we're getting to the point where like when you re- release these cards, some of them are just so obviously broken. Um, I mean, Watch Post was obviously broken to most of the uh, high level commentators, but but still not all. I think we were like pushing it super strongly. Some people were like a little hesitant on pushing it, but they, you know, it was recognized as, as powerful. Um, Lut- uh, uh, Lieutenant Abomination, everyone just immediately said yes. This is crazy. 100% agreement among the entire community. There's no way the community could function with this card existing. Um, and it, it got banned. Um, even though it was, a, it was an epic card. It was an S-tier epic card and it got banned. And I love that decision because that means that they are extending it to epics. And they had not banned an epic card before this. It was just uh, commons and, uh, and, and rares. So this is a common card which is subjected to the most scrutiny in uh in evaluating whether the card gets banned and it is an s-tier card 
I mean, not officially yet, but I'm pretty sure we're going to end up rating it an S tier card. So this is going, and I don't know what other people are saying about it, but just based on the uproar that I saw with uh, the community, if anything, the community is more like overrating slime scale diver and some people even pelican diver rather than just focusing on gangplank diver. But nobody is sleeping on gangplank diver. So. And for good reason. It's just so obviously powerful in multiple uh, ways. And it does not seem fun to play against or to play with. So, this is a card that will get banned. I am uh, certain of it. Because Blizzard has banned everything this disruptive that has come before it that was not a legendary card. Now, if we could get this pre-banned, that would be really awesome. And if we can't get a pre-band, can we all just like repeatedly poke Ixar or whoever steps forward? Bless their their heart. <laughs> uh, as the arena communication person and where things go to arena. Remember, if you are reaching out, do so respectfully and professionally. And also yes. don't pester them. Don't don't like try to slide into the dms for this for example ixar sometimes has amas if you would like to flag this professionally in one of the amas uh i think that's cool right yeah. uh if yeah. there are or other you, even if you just tweet at them like yeah, if you tweet at them fine. or message them once is definitely fine once every like three four days is probably fine even i wouldn't go to once every day uh that's you know they they, they get it they know um you know, once once every week is, I think, very safe as just like a reminder. Like, hey, we want you to ban this card. Hey, it's still not banned. Are you thinking of banning the card? Um, and I also don't think we necessarily even need to do that. This card is just so blatantly terrible um, that they'll, they'll, they'll hear. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll hear and they'll know. Um, but, but it doesn't hurt to just make sure this card is not in the arena. Because there is no functional arena with this card in it. Yep. And once again, uh, just like, okay, I'm going to give you guys good advice from life. Okay. Uh, this is, get, get your notepads out. This is going to be Merp's life advice time. And it's very applicable for this. Whenever you have problems, let's say with a spouse or a partner or Hearthstone Arena, don't mention all of the previous other things that might annoy you, but to the other person just seems like you piling on, which you are, because that's not fair, and it comes off poorly, and you are going to get nowhere. So, for example, if your partner bothers you by your partner, let's say, leaving stuff out in the open, right? Not putting it back in the fridge. Um, pick a good time to talk about it. Perhaps offer up some suggestions. It's like, hey, um, I understand. Maybe you're just really busy, right? Uh, but here are some ways that we can, you know, maybe help you remember this next time. Or maybe we can set up a system to like prevent this from happening. Don't just be like, you suck. How can you leave this out all the time? Also, you left it out this, this, and this date while I tracked. Also, you keep leaving all of this other shit out. 
that's a bad idea, okay? Hopefully you see the difference between those, and if you're bringing in other stuff as well, that's a bad idea. Same goes with Hearthstone Arena, okay? If we want the Diver Band, don't pile on, choose a good time, suggest solutions instead of just saying, you suck, Hopefully that helps. I'm not okay. saying that it guarantees See, anything. Just like I don't think this is like an equal kind of analogy. Like this is this is someone and this is a developer I, and and a game player. This is not a one-on-one -on -one relationship. No, no, there no. is a huge this, inequity in no, power. No, no, no. no. This isn't about the other person. This is about the complainer. Mm, See, you're, okay. you're I mean, looking at I'm, this. I'm, I'm, I, I'm agreeing that you shouldn't bring up the other stuff because none of that is relevant no, no, to no. banning so, this so card. This isn't about whether the partner or and it isn't about like Ixar or Korra or like Boar or whatever. This talk is for the complainer. And if you, oh, oh, this is very telling. See, Adelton immediately thought that, oh, this is about the person making the mistake. You know, it's not about the... I think this is very telling. I, I think we might have to dig into this more with you and, and Brand New. Right. If your immediate thought was, this lecture is about the person leaving out the item rather than the person who is uh, about to give the lecture. No, that, I didn't think that. But I'm saying your about response, the person. Mm. No, I think you're misinterpreting my response and that's what you're getting out of it. But from the perspective of the person giving out, I'm, I'm saying that when you're talking about this, it's a conversation, right? It's a conversation between two parties. You're identifying two parties in what should be an equal relationship. That's just a bad analogy to the complainer with Ixar or any wait, game wait. developer of Hearthstone. No, no, no. Well, I said a partner. I never said it was a healthy relationship. This could be a very inequitable relationship there as well. But if you're trying to help... Oh, uh, okay. Well, out, I guess my assumption when I'm thinking of working with a partner right? is that we're in a healthy, more or less equal relationship. So See, you also I think that actually says something... Okay, well, I think that's a, a positive uh, reflection of my relationship rather See, than that, a negative See, that's a one. positive reflection of, of, of you. So that, that was good. The, the first assumption... But was that wasn't so an assumption. That was just one. you misinterpreting. I never thought of this from a perspective of that because you addressed this to the perspective of the person complaining. Like, that's, wow. that's how you addressed it. I did not have... I don't think I, I misunderstood that at all. I think you misunderstood my comment afterwards. Um, but, but, but my, my, my point is, uh, I think you're right that, uh, you, you shouldn't mention the other times Blizzard has failed. And honestly, that's why I keep mentioning the times that Blizzard has banned everything because Blizzard has, like when a card is this ridiculous, the truth proves itself, right? Like, even if they don't want to ban it, they like shuffle around for like a few weeks and they're like, ah, oh, I don't really want to ban it. Oh, we're thinking about it. We're definitely not going to pre-ban it. They still eventually ban it because it's so terrible. Like, they draw the line somewhere. It's not where we draw the line. Um, but for for these kind of things, it's, it's pointless to mention history. Um, but I, I do think that uh, you can you can make, like, you don't have to, you don't have to approach it as an equal partner. You can approach it as, like, a customer to someone designing the product. Because that is the relationship that we are actually in. Not a equal partnership with Blizzard. Uh, instead, you should be, you should say things like, hey, this is what's wrong with it. Can you fix it, please? I don't think you have to be like, we understand, you're very busy, blah, 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 blah. You could, but I don't think it's a responsibility because this is a, this is a, a, a customer 
to designer or community to designer relationship. This is not a one-on-one -on -one personal relationship. So I disagree with that second part of it. I well, I'm not saying a... like, don't say that if it's not true. Like, you know, like if it's well, actually I mean, happening in that relationship, sure. Well, you're, like you're speculating, here. right? Because yeah, the things you're saying is like, oh, you, maybe you're busy. Maybe you're, you're speculating. You don't know. I don't even think you need to speculate. Oh, no, I, I'm assuming that you actually do know because you're in the relationship with that person. Oh, this, oh, so you're, okay, so you're assuming that you do know. So when you say you maybe, you actually mean, I know you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm saying you don't have to think that deep about XR or any of the Blizzard developers. Maybe they, they already do. Don't yeah, maybe, maybe they do, but uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not needed. It's not needed. This is uh, something that, you know, this is one of those basic things that you deserve as a player. I mean, don't be mean about it, but uh, just... Tell them. Is this about Hearthstone? Um, I mean, Hearthstone is about life. It's we, we really use Hearthstone and Hearthstone Arena as an allegory for life and and ethics and meta ethics. I think. So is this a waiting for Godot kind of thing? Yeah, is this yeah, why exactly. you play Arena because you yes. love waiting for Godot? Yes, this is exactly why I play Arena to to marinate in the in the existential reality of of our being. Um, I don't know. Why, why do other people play Hearthstone? Waiting for Godot, waiting for micro-adjusts. waiting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, waiting, for, waiting for Arena Utopia. I um, mean, is it a coincidence that in Godot, there's uh, an example of 50 coin flips? Um, that's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Oh, shoot. You love but, that, too. But I, same I, thing. I, I love Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah. No, you love that one, too. And, and like... If you think about them literally, there's like, uh, there's a reason why you like both of them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're like one's really building off the other. Um, they really very are, explicitly. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, uh, the gangplank diver ultimately just needs to go, and uh, we'll, we'll end the discussion on gangplank diver here because we'll talk about it more, um, and we're not going to talk about it in the next episode of the podcast, but in the one after that, that's the big like actual card valuation stream slash podcast slash mod we'll talk a lot about gangplank diver if it has not been announced yet at that point that this card is good ban because that means that for the week or two after that depending on when blizzard does ban it this card's going to dominate the meta um let's talk about the next problematic neutral card that exists uh and has been announced it is school teacher it is a four mana five four Wait, is it really four mana? Yeah. I thought it was a five mana five four. Oh no, wait, you think it would Oh my god, it's a four a... mana five four? You think that ability costs something? Oh my god. Okay. Wait, what? It's a four mana five four naga. Battle cry. Add a one one nagaling nagaling to your hand. Discover a spell that costs three or less to teach it. So that means it's a 4-mana 5-4 that puts a 1-mana 1-1 one, one into your hand. And that 1-mana one 1-1 one, one gets a discovered spell attached to it. So it is better than a card. By the way, if you uh, are even curious, the Nagaling token, not even token, like, uh, it's also a Naga. Yes. So that can also, because we've already seen some things that are like, uh, oh, uh, if you played a Naga while this is in your hand, trigger whatever effect. So the Naga Ling is also 
it has that it has that tag so extra mm-hmm. benefit there yep um so first off it's an uncurved card right uh second of all it's a bunch of nagas it's an epic it adds the one mana one one to your hand that is almost certainly better than any other card in your deck because it has a free up to three mana spell that you teach it um so i don't know this card's pretty ridiculous and i think you just got to think about it in terms of the epic bug if the epic bug is not fixed this will be everywhere because there is no other four drop that's going to beat it out this card has the potential in certain metas for certain classes to be absolutely toxic and very very broken because if you look at the possibilities for this in certain metas there just won't be that many one two three mana spells uh and there'll be a good chance that like it'll just be really good right (laughs) i can imagine a scenario where let's say um the studies are in right and then Mm -hmm. you just have more opportunities for more studies uh from skullamance that is bad that's potentially very very problematic and then it's like you know you're giving priests additional chances to get draconic studies even without studies something like warrior and execute executes what like three mana now um you will have a one mana one one that executes and warriors don't have a lot of spells is that not true? Did they move uh, execute out of court? I don't want to be wrong about this one. <laughs> oh no, execute still two mana, but it's yeah. I, I I was very sorry, I was sorry, like, sorry. Yeah, execute is two mana. It used to be one mana. I was like, well, yeah. Where, where are you getting this from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew it increased by one mana. I thought it was two mana. I increased to three. It's one mana. It increased to two. So you can still get you can get an execute out of it, right? Like, and then you have a one mana one one that executes a target whenever you want. Like, it not applying immediately is not necessarily a downside because you're going to get it out anytime you want, including the current turn. Remember, the battle cry is a battle cry. It's not a death rattle. Um, so if you're not playing this on turn four, you can get it out on the same turn if you need to. And if you don't need to, you can save it for the correct situation, which means that almost any decent spell will still be decent. There are very, very few three mana or below spells that are like a lot better if you play it on the early turns than the late turns. All right. So... We've seen this card. There's still a lot more to be revealed, but these have already spooked me significantly uh, because I'm sure we will see some other pretty powerful neutral cards. I think Blizzard is just done printing boring slash not as powerful cards, and that's fine. For constructive purposes, that's absolutely fine. My understanding of Constructed in a very limited sense is uh, it's not just like the power level is very high. It's that Constructed is played in a bit more of a solitaire kind of way. I I know people meme about that, but uh, it does seem like it's true in which uh, the decks have their set win conditions. And yes, they're still interacting, uh, but they're really trying to hit their win condition one way or another. 
Uh, and you can have minions this powerful, um, and you need to have minions this powerful in order to try to shift it in the other direction. But it definitely hurts Arena, and it definitely hurts when you are keeping the status quo, as in reintroducing old sets. Look at Worgen Greaser right now. It is a complete meme. I mean, it was a complete meme. It still is a complete meme. And if you bring anything back close to Worgen Greaser, uh, it's so bad. It's unplayably bad. You are creating a empty slot in the draft if it is generated somehow uh, that is a non-card effectively. Uh, as in, you might feel tempted to play it, but you know that if you spend four mana to play it, and they even do a freaking troll bat rider, which is not even a premium card. It's just like a good mm -hmm. card. Uh, you might have lost the game due to that. So you just really want to avoid situations like that in which you have too many non-cards versus actual cards versus just, just world beater cards. Um, that difference is too big. That gap is too big. So it's fine if you have normal cards versus Night Captains. It's fine if, uh, not fine, but it's more tolerable from just a balance perspective uh, if you have Night Captains versus like cards that are better than Night Captains. But it's just really bad and frustrating when you have extraordinarily bad cards against like the Wildpaw Caverns and the, Templ uh, the Templars uh, for Paladin. And then especially when you have a, a extraordinarily powerful neutral card like you'll have with the, the Diver. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is... Oh, I wonder what this is going to come out as when I actually map it out. It's, it's going to be quite insane. This may be an S-tier card, too. Uh, I this don't know. one? It'll, uh, it'll at least be an A-tier card. Um, I don't know. I can see this one having different scores for... Different, for classes. different classes yeah in different metas right i, I right. mean it will but i mean i'm just going to generalize it um how do you even generalize it because like the spells are so different in terms well, that's of what generalizing is right like if you're like saying otherwise every single thing has a different uh score and every single thing that uses a randomness right if you had a card that generates a random spell that'll be different across every single meta but we give it just one score Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, when you calculate, are you just looking at the history of Hearthstone and all of these? Yeah, sort of like I'm just looking at the general. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So well, you're, no, you're not, not even going to generalize within the meta. It's a generalization. No, 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 no. Of I'm going to generalize meta. outside of the meta because um, I can't. I don't have an algorithm uh, anymore. <laughs> even when we did, that was uh, that was a generalized version. But I, I'm generalizing even harder now because I mean, I'm generalizing on like hard numbers too. Uh, in that it's it's all a bit fuzzy now because I'm literally like sitting here with my Excel chart uh, doing this. But I, I think it's definitely going to come out to be at least an A, maybe an A plus, maybe an S even. Uh, but well, I, I thought it was, I legit thought this was five mana. Like in my head, this was five mana because I'd seen this card before and we were talking about it earlier. And I was like, oh, I don't think it's that good. I mean, I, mean, I think it's like really good. But I don't think it's like bannable good. Um, uh, you know, not just because it's an epic, but just because it's like, yeah, we've seen stuff like this and compared it to spammy. But this card's going to be at least as good as spammy, probably better than spammy. Um, so we'll we'll see where it falls. Uh, all right. Um, 
Question from the goat. Uh, brought to you by our patrons. So, Murbs, now that you no longer have a computer uh, and you are no longer streaming on Mondays until your computer gets back, what are you doing with all of your extra time that you are not playing Diablo 2 with that you are not streaming on Monday nights with? So, first of all, I haven't played Diablo 2 in like two, three months now. Oh, uh, shit. Well, ever since they announced Ladder, I just couldn't get myself to play non-Ladder. Mm. And in my head, stupidly, I was like, <laughs> oh, Ladder's coming out soon. I want to be well-rested and not burn out. On <clears throat> oh, God, what an idiot. They said Q1, and you're like, maybe end of February. I'm like, uh, I think that means like March 31st, the earliest. And it turns out it's actually end of April. <laughs> that That's like their... Like, it won't be sooner than that. Mm -hmm. And if there are further delays, it'll be... Beyond. Well, end of April is, like, the earliest it's going to be. Oh, really? They, said, they didn't well, say it was end of... They didn't say it was, like, April 28th? They said that it was earliest that is April the date, 28th? That is the date that they have in mind right now. Oh, but they could, they could what, delay it more. They want to put out the patch and make sure there's no issues with it, which I understand. Like, that, that's right. fine. They want to put it... But, you know, you're, they're putting out the patch already yeah. a lot later than I think most people would have wanted. So that's, Now that you that's say that, I'm pretty sure it's going to be delayed another week at least. I have no idea. But oh, uh, I'm playing Overwatch on my old computer. Lowest possible settings <laughs> for everything. Which, oh, which is actually fun. the competitive way to play That's the, the competitive game. way. Uh, so, you know, that's absolutely fine. And I'm able to get, like, 200 FPS Perfect. on it. Uh, so th that's fine. But, I mean, Overwatch is, like, a, a super old game. Uh, and, and then... Wait, are you using that. your 4K monitor? Oh, but you're yeah, playing on lower yeah. low res uh, resolutions. Wait, yeah. and you can't get 200 FPS? The monitor caps it at, like, 144 or something. No, I'm getting it. Like, I uncapped it, and I let it go, and I, I have it showing no, up. No, no, but your monitor is only capable of... I think it's okay, so it's calculating... It's calculating. It's calculating yeah, to over 200, but you're only going to be shown 144, because that's, that's what fine. the hardware I, is I, Well, okay. I, I wanted to see, like, okay, what... Like, what is this computer capable of? And I was, like, pretty impressed. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Overwatch actually is not a, a resource-heavy game if you turn off all the, like, shadows and all the fancy graphic stuff. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty good. Like mm -hmm. it it definitely Blizzard definitely. Well, you could tell it's. it's what resolution are you playing? You're still playing at 1080 resolution, right? Uh oh no, I'm playing at like the 3000 or whatever. Oh, you're playing 4K. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing 4K. You on on lowest settings, even on 4K, you can get 200 frames. That's pretty good, especially with that old computer. That, by the way, guys, that's like a seven-year-old computer, maybe six-year-old, seven-year-old computer. This computer is, and it so was like bad. average back then for a gaming computer. It was not it like a top-end gaming computer. <laughs> like there, it sounds like there's a squeaky wheel going on in there. I've looked inside. I I think it might be the fan. I can't exactly tell, but like something is literally squeaking in there. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I need my new computer, my new broken overheated computer to come back soon because th this thing is, it was on its last legs and then it found another last leg and it found another <laughs> last leg. I think this is actually the last leg. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you tried playing Diablo 2? Like even on lowest settings? Yeah, I remember I tried it because, because they had the beta, right? Uh -huh. And then, so this is back uh it yeah it, it's it's okay like 
it's okay ish okay. i i won't have a lot of fun doing it okay but if i do play it and i and if, if we're playing hardcore i'm probably gonna play lowest possible settings for everything it's yeah. gonna look really janky it's gonna look like probably the uh uh, so Diablo 2 Resurrected is also on Switch, and people are complaining. Uh-huh. They're like, wow, this looks so bad because it's run on the Switch, and yeah. the Switch's hardware is pretty bad. Uh-huh. Um, it'll probably look like that. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's what Murphs is doing, and uh, the beta for Overwatch 2 is supposed to come out end of April, too, and I'm taking that week off, kind of in a vaguely unrelated manner. Uh, just to have a staycation, I need to kind of refresh myself. Um and so during that week, we will, if, if any of this actually happens, right? Like if we get into the Overwatch 2 beta or if Diablo's like ladder actually comes out, we may be, uh, uh, we'll definitely be playing if any of that happens, but we may also be streaming some of that depending. Um, I'll at least, if I have Overwatch 2 beta, I'll at least stream it just to test the hardware out um, and see what our new computers can handle. Uh, but uh, it'll be uh, it'll be fun towards the end of the month, and until then, we get to look forward to this Hearthstone release, and the Hearthstone release is actually going to happen. All the timing is going to be great. It's going to be an exciting April, and we still don't know what the core set is, uh, or, or like fifty cards. I think still need to be revealed. So there's a lot to look forward to in terms of uh, stuff that's going to happen in the near future, which is great because there wasn't really a lot of that for a while before that so it's good that we're getting back on the blizzard doing stuff uh uh or releasing stuff not doing stuff i'm sure they're doing stuff all the time uh but blizzard releasing stuff that we're interested in uh so all right uh it's a question from the goat uh brought to you by our patreons patreon.com slash grinning goat thank you guys so much for your support and until next week this is adwikta this is merp see you guys Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.